ESPN LA 710. Hey, Travis Rogers here. When you're not listening to me on the Lakers pre and post game shows, tune in to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, where she goes beyond the play and focuses on athletes, fans, and the biggest events that inspire and shape our community. Listen to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, Sundays, 5 to 6 a.m. ESPN LA 710. Welcome to The Experience here on ESPN LA 710. I'm Laferne Cusack. Today we are talking Monarch Camps with Staff Director of Monarch Camp, Michael Hyman. Welcome to the show, Michael. Hi, thanks for having me. I was introduced to Monarch Camps from another parent, and they were raving about the activities and what your kids can do there and all the sports activities. Tell us a little bit about Monarch Camps. Monarch Camps has been at uh, LA Valley College since 1971. Started uh, by some of the the faculty there, the, the sports coaches. I believe, I mean, I wasn't there in 71, but mainly <laughs> to uh, give opportunity for the athletes in the off season to to keep them at the college. It was started as a half day camp, expanded to a full day, and with a few exceptions, we've been there every summer since then. And tell us about your background. What was your journey to Monarch Camps? Well, it's funny to say my my experience with with Monarch is not all that unique for a lot of people. I was a camper there myself, Uh, and uh, yeah, I was in the sports programs. I was the base did baseball basketball aquatics camp and then when i was 14 i was able to become a junior counselor and start to volunteer there and uh and it was you know it's like my first job ever and i just never left (laughs) well that's really cool i like so what was your first experience going there because i you know my son is five and you Mm -hmm. know he's he was kind of hesitant didn't know anybody what was your first experience going to camp there so i jumped into monarch uh, a little older and actually went to some other camps when i was younger i've grown up going to camps what you Uh, traitor what do you mean I uh, well, so I went to some YMCA camps, and not to throw you know to say anything negative about other camps, but as I got a little older, I got a little bored with those programs, and it, I felt less fulfilled. I had gone sometimes with friends, and then they went and did other things, and so I was looking for something else. And I had a friend in elementary school who was going to Monarch, and I started asking him about it, and myself, and then one of our other uh, current staff members, who and I had been lifelong friends, we went there together, signed up for these camps together, and jumped in, and I loved it right away. And that's one of the things like. Like, I didn't grow up in camp. Like, my husband did. He went to summer camp every year. And so this is, like, a new experience for me, being a mom. It's like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, yeah, they have three months off. What are we going to do with them, you know? And it's like, but tell us some of the things that you learned uh, growing up in camp that you developed uh, that you probably wouldn't have developed otherwise. I think camp has given me just about every important skill that I use in my daily life has really made me the person I've become, not just as a camper, but continuing to be there, being a junior counselor, counselor, having the opportunity with a place to grow and to, you know, to work on every level, to be able to to work with people, you know, not just like playing sports. It's a team sport. You have to learn to work with people, to be a team, to know when to step back, when to highlight other people, how to pass the ball, both, you know, literally and right. metaphorically. Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's, uh, and just, and to have that in the camp, in the camp experience, cause you can go and learn sports and be on sports teams. And those are incredibly valuable experiences, but to also do it in a summer camp where 
you can get a variety of activities. I mean, like, I got to go swimming every day, which oh my in God. L.A. is pretty great. You know, <laughs> during the summer in the San Fernando Valley, you want to get in that pool. It's really hot. Exactly. Just like some of the things that, you know, my son was talking about, you guys have a lot of sporting activities. Mm-hmm. So talk about the curriculum at Monarch Camps and I mean, you guys have a climbing wall. You guys do Mm -hmm. a lot of things. Break that down for us. Well, we're really lucky to be partnering with Valley College and particularly the Community Services Department who have that amazing facility with the rock climbing wall and the gymnastics center. And so uh, we, we make as much use of all those facilities as we possibly can at every opportunity because they're so great uh, and they allow us to use them pr- uh, as much as possible. Um, but our program, the majority of our campers fall into what we call Classic Day Camp. And Classic Day Camp is the variety program. They are swimming twice a day. They have swim lessons in the morning, which every camper in Classic Day Camp has swim lessons, which is so important for, for campers. And then they have sports. They do two hours of sports every day, and it rotates between all our uh, variety of sports. They'll be doing tennis or soccer or climbing the rock wall or gymnastics. And then there are two sections of our sports where the groups get to choose how they want it. They'll be in the gym so they can play basketball or they want to do indoor soccer or indoor hockey. They can choose the activity in that side. Or they'll be outside on a field and then they can choose their activity if they want to play baseball or capture the flag or or kickball or archery they have the freedom in that in that outside block as well but most of our sports areas have a specialist that have a uh, a uh, activity to guide them like our our soccer specialist he's amazing we've had for so long has has planned soccer activities both for the soccer camp and for the classic day campers that come through there so tell us how, like, you break up the the uh, campers into teams. Our classic day campers are broken up uh, mainly by the grade they're going into and by gender, and that's mainly just because they have to go into bathrooms and change several times a day for the swimming. Uh, when they get a little older and they're a little more self-sufficient in that regard, from our basically going to fourth grade and up, those campers are mixed. And then all our specialty and sports programs are mixed as well because they're more organized by skill rather than age. And one of your uh, your points that campers, the campers come first and yeah. you guys, uh, you have role models of what it means to put others before yourself. Let's talk about mm-hmm. some of the staff. Now, uh, like my experience with the staff is they're so very helpful. They're they're cheerful. <laughs> and I'm not just mm-hmm. saying this. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, these, these people are really amazing. And it seems like they really love their job. Tell us how the training goes to goes in for these um, instructors for your camp. I think that like what you're saying about them being cheerful and so happy, that's part of the, the camp experience aspect of it. I don't know if, you know, you've ever had a, a sports coach who, like, they're good at their job, but not necessarily a pleasant person to yeah. work with. <laughs> we we all had coaches like that, right? Exactly, yeah. So the, that's the camp experience part of it. You know, we have people that, that want, are engaging with the kids and want to be role models. That's a big thing where we've, we've been shifting towards like, prioritizing in the last several years is, is our staff want to be role models for these campers. So we have an extensive hiring and training process. We Sometimes I think about like how we even hire anyone because of how thorough we are with them and how strict we are about 
who we hire and 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 where where they go. So we have a month of group interviews. We'll get about 200 applications every summer for a brand new staff. We'll maybe interview less than half of them in a group setting. After we uh, wheel through those, we then bring them to a second round of interview where we simulate a full day of camp. Because some people are fantastic in a group interview setting. They impress us with the, what they say, with their energy. And then they get in that second round of interview and they spend a full day going through activities and they just can't handle it. Right. And it's important because, you know, you're spending eight hours a day traversing the Valley College campus, going to different activities every hour with a group of six to 14 kids. Right. It's not for everyone. Oh, I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wonder at this point after having, you know, been a director for so long, could I still do that? And I, and I hope so. Yeah. I think I'd be a pretty poor uh, uh, staff director <laughs> if I couldn't, but hopefully no one no one really tests me on that yeah. tomorrow. But but Michael, that's one of the things is that you have to have the foundation behind you, the staff behind you to execute the programs in a way where, you know, safety is first, you know, the Absolutely. fun comes in and, mm-hmm. you know, the skills and the learning come in. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk about how the let, let's talk about the safety first. So you mm-hmm. are also a certified CPR, uh, or you're certified in CPR, correct? Yes, I am. I am I'm also a CPR first aid instructor. So I teach our, uh, a lot of our staff um, CPR and first aid. Uh, and we also we have a, a counselor and training program, which is our, our campers that are going into eighth grade and who are you know generally too old for a lot of the camp activities. They get they get. Sometimes kids get tired of those things, but we so we have our CIT program where it's like a, a training program. They get first aid and CPR certified. They do interview prep and resume prep and mock interviews and team building. Oh, that's and it's cool. The whole summer of of yeah, it's it's a fantastic program. That's something we've developed fairly recently over the last few years and continue to expand and grow. And we're, I mean, it's it's a great program, but also kind of selfishly, we're prepping our future staff. Right. You know, these kids that have been with us for a long time, we want them, you know, we want to hold on to those people that that have been there so long and they love the camp. We want to make sure they're prepped so that they're set up for success to do all the things that we want them to do as great counselors. Do you have a... Yes. Do do you have a... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. So that was a long answer to, yes, I am CPR at First Aid certified. (laughs) So so with the training part, do you... Talk to the counselors um, about how to manage their stress or when to ask for help or... Absolutely. That's a big thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people don't know how to ask for help or don't think that they can. Right. uh, One of our other directors, Paul, is our executive director, and he says this this quote a lot, and, and it's something that I heard from him and I just absolutely love. And uh, I'm going to credit him, but he might say, oh, please don't credit with me with that. I, I heard it somewhere else. But, but he says, you can make a thousand mistakes as long as you don't make the same mistake twice. Yes. And we, we encourage our staff to try new things, to ask for help, to, to experiment, uh, you know, while being safe and while keeping that a priority. But, you know, you've got a long summer and long days and you want to be creative and you want to keep things fresh. So try new things. Uh, while being safe, of course. We, that's another thing. And I always say, con- you know, practicing constant vigilance on safety because we are on an open campus and we do perform activities that have risk. But uh, 
everything in life has some sort of risk. Yes. You know, crossing the street is risky. <laughs> we have to do that at camp every single day. So we look at that like, how do we minimize risk? So we just take our extra steps to be constantly vigilant in terms of risk to make sure that our kids are as safe as possible, but while also doing activities that that force them to grow, which, you know, involves risk. A- absolutely. And I think for for me and m- my child, there is no growth without risks. Absolutely. You know, and I know, you know, there's the thing of the helicopter parents and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to put uh, elbow pads and put my mm-hmm. child in a bubble and send him off to camp. That's not what reality states. So they mm-hmm. can't have any fun. Um, so, okay, so you have the counselors going through this training. Uh, can you talk about uh, maybe a success story with a counselor that, I mean, besides yourself, because you went to the camp and then you became, <laughs> you know, staff director of Monarch mm-hmm. Camps. Uh, so do you have a story of a camp counselor that came in? Um, you know, it's, it's funny, it's hard for me to highlight a specific counselor because we have so many great counselors. And and one of the things that, that really does keep me coming back now, I've been at camp a long time. I was a junior counselor. I was a counselor for a theater arts program many years. But to see, like, seeing the, the campers that were my kids when I was counselors now growing up and becoming counselors themselves and in some cases directors and just continuing this uh, this this path of, you know, me passing down the thing that I love to the kids that I have who then continue to love that and become the role models themselves to pass them down and to continue to keep that that cycle going. I mean, that's, that's I think, the lifeblood of, of why camp is special and one of the things that I love particularly about our camp. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also the aspect, I know we talk about parents, you know, there's also mm-hmm. the aspect of handling parents. Now, one thing that you guys at Monarch Camp on your website, monarchcamps.com, it says we are not a daycare. We <laughs> are not a daycare. And I was like, awesome. You know, it's like. You're sending your child to a camp. They're going to have activities. They're going to roll in the dirt. They're going to play. They're going to, you know, get messy and have a lot of fun. And do you talk to your counselors about handling parents that may be over the top? Uh, We actually we try to uh, give our counselors as little. Try to keep them from having to deal with parents as much. We we want our director staff to handle parent issues and 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 when parents are upset, uh, we would say you know if the, a parent should never be coming up to you to uh, upset, they should be coming to us. We want we want our our, our counselors to have a uh, completely positive experience with the parents. We want them to have have the best relationship because they're the ones who could have to talk to them every single day. Right. You know, you, they're dropping off their child in the morning. They want to, you know, at the end of the day, they want to know how the day is gone. They want to be able to talk about anything that might have come up. So if they're, if they're kind of really upset, we want them to come to me or to Paul or Jeffrey or other directors. Yeah. Um, and then what other training do you have? So you do the CPR, you do, mm-hmm. you know, the training with parents and the mock mm-hmm mock interviews, which I think is great, which prepares mm-hmm. them for the future. 
Um, mm-hmm. What other ways do you prepare your counselors to handle the, not handle, but, you know, work at mm-hmm. your monarch camps? Uh, one of the things we've been doing, and we, this is a tradition for us for a long time, is the week before we start the program, we have a uh, staff team building trip. So we take all our staff, most our new staff and our returning staff, and we go usually to Yosemite National Park. And we go camping for five to seven days out there. We, we set up camp together. We cook together. We go on hiking trips together. Uh, we do a bunch of team building uh, uh, and bonding activities out in this trip. And that's really... You know, camp is an intense experience. You're with these kids all day. You're, you know, and, and it's, it's probably more so for like a residential camp, but it's, you take all that time condensed into an eight-hour period. You're working with other people. You want to be able to know the person that also has kids with you that you're relying on, that, you know, if you're going on break, you're handing your kids off to. You want to trust them, rely on them, and like them. Right. So, right. so the, team, the team building trip to Yosemite is, is very important for us. Uh, and it's also part of, you know, we have this adventure camp program. We take, we have three to four, uh, camping trips every summer as well. So that's part of our program. The outdoors and the, the appreciation of nature is a big part of it as well. So we want to give that to all our staff, even if they're not going to be the ones going on those trips with those campers. Oh my gosh. This, uh, young lady told me the other day that you guys are going to have a well watching camp is that i think that's part of the nature yes um actually we are starting a brand new program uh we have like i said these these adventure camp trips which are these week-long trips we do about four times a summer and we find that a lot of kids show up just for those trips they don't spend a lot of the summer with us they want to go on those camping trips uh and we find a lot of times also those campers aren't prepared for what those camping trips actually entail so we've just we've been developing this idea for a couple summers now we're implementing this adventure camp uh on campus where they spend the week uh they'll have a hiking field trip on monday so they'll get that that physical hiking aspect which is very important camping they'll spend a couple days doing like a camp craft uh camp cooking setting up tents identifying uh you know hazards uh orienteering things like that around campus They'll do our, our normal Wednesday field trip that the entire camp goes on to like the aquarium or the beach and places like that. And then Friday they'll have another special field trip where they might go whale watching. They'll go fishing. They'll go, uh, uh, to, to the, to like, uh, the lake and do lakefront activities, things like that. Now is, is that for a certain age? Yes, that's for campers nine and up because oh. those are, a lot more physically intense activities. We want them to be a little older and have the physical stamina to be to be able to handle that. Now, how do you guys go about not overwhelming the kids? Because you know they go to school, you know Monday through Thursday, or Monday through Thursday, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. They might have after school tutoring. You know they're bombarded mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of activities. How do you guys make it? fun yet not stressful on the child i think uh with the the variety of activities we have and even with our our specialty uh and sports camps which are focused on a single thing all day the day is broken up and structured very well so like our classic day camp they might start the day going straight to swimming and then afterwards they'll go and have arts and crafts so it's a different type of activity it works a different part of their 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 brain and then you know it's also a different physical level you go from swimming to 
sitting and working on a project, that we break it up so that they are not doing the same kind of thing over and over, and it doesn't wear them down that way. And also, you have to build in uh, downtime in there as well, snack and places where they can just kind of sit and relax. We don't spend a whole lot of time doing that because we want them to be, you know, we have a program that we we believe in and we want them to, to participate in. But you have to have, like, a variety of activities for them to be able to work those different parts of their brain and, and to relax to some aspects. Yeah. Uh, even, even like I said, those especially in sports camps, which like our baseball camp or our basketball camp, who are doing that sport all day, at the end of the day, they still go swimming for a free swim, so they still get in the water and get to do that. And they still have our club hour, which is usually uh, an indoor recreation activity so if, like, basketball camps playing basketball all day, then they'll have a club hour where they can go play board games, which is very different from their basketball camp and gives them an uh, opportunity to relax and do something different. Yeah, and then you mentioned, well, you have a theater arts uh, background and a degree, so yes. there there is an arts program, a theater arts program as well? Yeah, we have we have our arts wing, which has theater arts, glee, our singing camp, our dance camp, and then our fine art camp, which uh, they spend the week on a lot more, like, they'll do more drawing technique and different uh, aspects of that. They'll, we have a week where they'll work with clay and they'll build stru- uh, sculptures. Uh, we'll, we'll have their projects displayed in a little gallery at our theater, uh, our, our performing arts performances at the end of the week. So parents and, and the kids can see the fine art camps of work as they come in and then sit down to watch a performance from our performing camps. So we have such a huge variety of programs, which also I think is is one of the great things that we have that, you know, we can appeal to so many different kids that want to do so many different things. So can can like my son go from soccer to gymnastics to theater or is it can we pick and choose is it a la carte or how does that work? It's week to week. So you sign up for the whole week. So your son could sign up to be in gymnastics camp one week and then the next week do soccer oh, okay. and then the next week do theater. We don't want because you've got a counselor who has those kids for the entire week. We don't want to be moving kids around in the middle of the week from two different groups. That's, that's actually something that is a little more riskier than we want. Cause you know, it's important for it, what helps our safety is that when the counselors know the campers and if we're throwing in new kids and removing them every day, that can make it difficult on the counselors and also the campers. They don't get an opportunity to make friends with the kids in the group that they're in. We don't want them jumping around just with activities, and then they're with a bunch of kids that they don't know every day. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I, because, and I keep talking about my son because that's my experience. Um, of course. He, he came in at uh, winter camp, and then he came back for spring break. And mm-hmm. my my husband was like, oh, does he know anyone there? And I was like, no, I don't know. I don't think so. But then when he went back this past week, the kids that were in his winter class, a few of them were in this class, too. And I was so happy. I was like, oh, David, you know, David, you know, the other (laughs) student. And then there was some other kids in there that knew um, my son as well. And I was like, "Okay, if you he'll be okay, (laughs) it's going to be fine, you know. So uh, that's experience so many of our campers have, too. We have I mean, we have some kids that show up with their friends, they've signed up with their friends, they want to be with their friends the whole time. But so many kids make friends there too. Yeah, and then you guys also put that on your application. If you want to be paired with yep. one of your friends, that you could also put their name down on the application. 
Yeah. So now that your son has made friends and you want to make sure they're together, just make sure you put their names down when you register for summer camp. And as long as they're in the same program, we'll put them together. Now, Michael, uh, my my son's counselor, I believe it's Paul. Maybe. No, no, not Paul. Um, now I forgot his name. I'm sorry. Uh, he teaches soccer as well. Do you know who I'm talking Joel. about? Joel. Yes, Joel. He's yeah. awesome. Okay, so I said, oh, my goodness, my son is great at soccer because, you know, <laughs> that's what I say. My son is great. Uh, he said, okay, well, make sure you sign up early because it goes really quickly. Michael, A lot you- of our programs fill up very quickly, particularly our gymnastics program and tumbling programs. Well, give me the key, Michael, of how I can get my son in quickly. Uh, I think it's it's getting onto our website as soon as we open enrollment. And I tell you, we have parents who, when we say enrollment opens on February 14th, they're on their computer midnight, February 14th. Oh, my gosh. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's really it, getting onto monarchcamps.com right away when enrollment is open. And we've had, we've had enrollment open now for uh, a little while. And most of our programs are still available. Again, gymnastics and tumbling fills up so fast. Um, not only because it's very popular, but we also want to limit the number of kids, A, for safety, and also B, to allow, like we have that gymnastics center, which we could fill with 50 gymnastics campers, but then no other campers in our classic program would get to go in there for their sports program. So limiting the number not only makes it safer for those gymnastics counselors, but also then gives the opportunity for all the campers to get to do it. Absolutely. So just give me, like, how do you guys go about the curriculum so that it's not overcrowded and then, you know, you also are up at the L.A. Valley City College mm-hmm. and then it mixes with students there, I assume? Not really. We, you know, we use a, the that one side of campus, which you've seen, which is a lot of fields and there's, we have very little interaction with uh, like Valley College students when they're in their classes. Uh, during summer and winter, the campus is largely empty with students. During the school year, when our school program, which is a lot smaller, we just use facilities that are, that are not being used by students. We, we don't really come across them all that much. Okay, so because you have so many programs and so many categories, can you talk about the curriculum that, that was instilled in the programs that helped you help you guys manage what each group is going to and the times and how that works out. Oh, that's just like, that is the big logistic puzzle of our camp. (laughs) Um, For us, we have this, 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 we have, we have all these forms. We love our forms (laughs) Uh, and our counselors all have their clipboards and they have all the forms. And so it's, if just looking at it, it might, it not might, it would be very confusing, but you know that's part of our training to read our forms to understand our paperwork right. uh, for our staff. We have this massive flowchart that has every single group and every hour. That's you know why we're also very structured because we have so many programs and we're trying to not overlap them in places. And we want to make sure that you know every camper gets to do all the things and not be there with fifty other campers at the right. same time. Just their small group of kids. So. We have this crazy flow chart that shows us throughout the day, scheduling between pool and arts and crafts and club hour and lunch. Um, basically everything we do two or three times. We have two separate lunch blocks 
We have two separate free swim periods. Um, it gets really crazy on Friday when we make a completely special schedule for our special theme day, which yes. every Friday is something different. So we'll do different things. Like when we do our carnival, that first hour, it's, you know, setting up the carnival, and then everyone is there for two, three hours. And then we have to come up with a schedule the rest of the day. But when we do things like like Space Day, every group needs a special schedule, and we need to make sure they're not there at the same time. What's Space so Day? The, yeah. I'm sorry? What's Space Day? Space Day, it's a, it's one of our theme days where it's all space theme. We've done we've done these incredible uh um like interactive experiences which uh, our our previous special events uh, coordinator Amy uh Ingram had planned these like she'd take these rooms that the college wasn't using because we get in there we mm-hmm. and she'd paint like rooms that have all these windows and you know, with all this light coming in and completely black them out oh my gosh. using, you know, like butcher paper and like blocking off the windows and creating this immersive, uh, you know, science fiction experience where the kids walk in and they're like on another planet and they get into this, this, this world and they're given a story and an action. They're like, you need to go help these aliens to do this thing. <laughs> We've done that a That's couple of cool. times. We've done it where they where they ha- they're going all across campus doing different activities. And that's like a lot of our programs. We have to come up with these great experiences for them. But, and it's, it's a lot of work for one day. But when, you know, we hear the kids talk about it year after year and say how they want to come and they have ideas for it, that still makes it worth it. So I'm, we talked about how you went to Monarch Camps and then you became the camp counselor. Can you talk about that transition into what you've learned from the, then to now? Um, it's hard when you in that transition. Not as much when I went from camper to junior counselor, but my first year as a counselor, I'll be honest, I was not a great counselor. <laughs> uh, you know, that transition, like, I just barely turned 18, you know, all of a sudden, I am the person who has the ultimate responsibility. As a junior counselor, you have to do a lot of work, and you're relied upon a lot, but you're not the adult there. And if something bad happens, no one is really going to look at you like you really screwed up. But right. once you're that the counselor, you're the person in charge. So it was very different. That was a difficult transition for me to, to be a counselor. But but, but that's a, that is, I think... A lot of people go into jobs thinking that they have to know everything already when, in mm-hmm. fact, it's like you're going in and you're learning yeah. to, you know, know what you need to do and know the job, right? Yeah. And that's thankfully one of the things that we all, at least our director team now, uh, realizes. And having so many of us on the team that have been counselors before, we can recognize Hey, this is a difficult transition for a lot of people. And we have, I mean, we have some people, of course, who are just fantastic and they don't struggle like, like some of us did. And, but a lot of people do in that transition. And so it is making sure that they don't have to know everything, that they can experience, they can learn and to give them the tools and the, the resources and say that, you know, we're here for you if you want to try something or if you need, again, asking for help, training people to ask for help, which it's funny to think that you really have to train people to do that, but you do. And yes. We want to make sure that our counselors have those tools that if they feel like they need to ask for help, that they can and they don't feel bad about it. Right, right. I, I, we're, I think we're conditioned to do that, that, you know, especially like in, in sports where, you know, go out and, you know, 
be the competitor and you could do it. And I, I think a lot of times as an athlete, you don't ask for the help because of the strength behind sports. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. I think, you know, particularly in sports, you think that if you ask for help, you're showing weakness and yes. you can't look weak as an athlete because weak athletes don't succeed. Um, which is, I think, you know, again, why we're not necessarily training athletes. I mean, we want to train athletes, but we want to train, we want our kids and our, and our staff to be role models. So and I think a good role model has all, the, all those aspects that they can ask for help. They're willing to offer help that they can, they can recognize within themselves when, when they need that help and that it's not, and then it's okay to do that. Right. Um, one of the things that I constantly talk about on my show is that uh, athletes, you know, they come in with a certain skill set. And if I had a company, I would definitely hire an athlete uh, because of how you're trained to work with team members, how, you know, you're able to process things differently um, within a team. And um, the the collaboration, uh, I think that the skills that sports uh creates an individual is amazing. Um, Can you talk about that in regards to what you feel your camp, Monarch Camp, is providing for these counselors that will put them above and beyond in the job market when they're, you know, moving on from Monarch Camp? Uh, One of the things, I mean... So many things. Like, I think it's a lot, of, again, that camp experience. It's that well-rounded uh, aspect to it that it is not just an athlete's point of view, but we, again, come back to role models. You know, we're trying to create the most well-rounded and best version of, of, our, of our counselors. So uh, growth through participation is one of our other mottos. You know, we talk about campers come first, but growth through participation is a big part. That we have, you know, you have kids who will be doing activity and they, they don't want to do it or they're struggling. And it's finding other ways for them to stay involved, to always stay involved in the activity. If, they, if they're hurt or they're not feeling well, they can keep score. They can help referee, always keeping them engaged. And, it's, and having our counselors have the problem solving to be able to figure out those ways helps them as well in that. So that you're not, you know, there isn't just one way to do something. Right. That you have a set of tools and you can pull, you know, in any situation, you can pull the right tool out of your tool belt to assess that thing and to, uh, to solve the problem. Have you assessed your tools and what you've learned all these years through Monarch camps? Yeah, I think so. Um, I have every year I'm trying to do different things as staff director in my different roles. Um, and I'm always trying to, do better in that position. Sometimes it is, it's very hard. You know, we've got a very large institution and there's a lot of people who view it institutionally and like, and even I'm myself, I'm, I'm at fault sometimes. I think, well, we've been doing it this way for so long. Uh, why change it? And I, you know, I want to be able to look at things that we do and say that we can change certain aspects because this would be a better way, but also recognizing where that impulse for change comes from. I think, 
I think tradition is really important, that you want to be able to do things that then you pass on to people that they'll do someday. That's like a unifying uh, idea across generations. Yes. And I think that's, that's something that bonds all those people in the same thing. Like, oh, we did this when I was a camper 20 years ago, and you're still doing it now. And that instantly gives you a connection with people. Oh, absolutely. And with campers and with the future campers. So having new ideas and coming up with things and changing things when it is beneficial, but also holding on to the things that are really good and keeping that tradition going. It's, it's a balance of old and new. Right. Um, can we talk about your parents? Like what it sounds like, like you had a lot of support, like for instance, like my father and, and mother, they instilled, you know, certain values and things within me in regards to working and working during the summer or, you know, just practical work ethic. Do you think that that was part of your growth? I think so. My parents are incredibly supportive. Uh, I mean, I went to college to study theater arts, which, you know, there's there's that uh, that stereotype, you know, yeah. you're going to go throw, throw your time away and, and study a thing that is going to amount to much. Oh, my gosh. I yes, we had, if, I had that same exact talk. It's like, what are you going to school for, theater arts? What? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, what else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and if, and if, I suppose, consider the fact that I am a uh, children's recreation program director and not a... Uh, a actor or a theater professional or working in that field, if they if they had said, what are you doing? I would say you were right. But they were just incredibly supportive of me to do what I was passionate about and what I wanted to do. And having just having that support to find my own my own path and to, to figure things out on my own uh, allowed me to to be where I am. And and I mean, I figured a lot of things out on my own, too. Uh, that's. I think you have to in a lot of ways. Absolutely. But but given that freedom, I think, is, is the biggest part of it. Absolutely. Uh, this is ESPN LA 710. I'm Laferne Cusack speaking with Monarch Camp's staff director, Michael Hyman. Michael, can you talk about some of the challenges you may face as staff director for Monarch Camps and, you know, how you overcame that? Um, it's hard. We... Uh, uh, you know, when, when sometimes things come up as uh, when you don't expect, we get, you know, like we interview so many people and sometimes they, when, when you finally get on the job with someone and maybe they, they don't deliver that performance that you expect, it's difficult. Um, I think for me, I want to try and not give up on people quickly when, when you're not, when they're not performing, when they're, when they deliver, when they don't deliver for you. So like try to, double down and like you've already put in this time investment with someone i want to make sure that that we give it our hardest our shot at making sure that they, that they succeed without rather than just you know cutting ties immediately right. so it's it's giving something an opportunity to succeed be it a person a counselor you've trained or a program or an idea or a process if it's not working figure out how we given it enough of a of a chance to to work not right. just change it immediately because it doesn't or get rid of this person because they know make sure that you've you've tried everything you can before you get to the you know that worst case scenario but you guys seem like you guys you you take the people that come and work for you and and spend all of their time there you give them the foundation of and the support through you know the 
the camps prior and the teamwork and the preparation before the kids come in to do all the sporting activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. Wa- I mean, like we want our, everyone to be set up for success, and we put as much as we can in before those kids show up so that the kids show up to a fully formed experience and person and everyone who has all their tools ready for them. I mean, there's, and there's a lot of learning once they're there, there's nothing, ultimately no one thing we can do to prepare our staff for the kids until the kids are there, but we can do everything we can to get them as close to that as possible. What would you say to parents out there that, want to ask questions about camps like I mean again I didn't grow up in camps I didn't Mm -hmm. really know anything about it how would you say a parent should approach choosing a program for their kids uh, summer sports activities um I would say sign up for monarch camps first (laughs) (laughs) but I mean we are we're also not the right camp for everyone um you bring up, uh, you know, you brought up before, like the helicopter type parents or the daycare type programs, and there are some parents that that is the best for them. Uh, I would hope that ultimately the parents are talking to their children about what they want to do, and you know, with a healthy balance of like this is what the kid wants to do, but also this is what I think would be best for them. Because I mean, that's parenting, and uh, I'd like to think I can, you know, speak to that a little bit, having been here so long even though I'm not a parent myself yet, but uh, it's, you know, it's hard because there are, there are a ton of programs out there and there are programs that are, are way more specialized than our program. There are programs that are way more general. It's finding the right thing. Um, I think thankfully for us, we have that variety of programs so we can, we can appeal to so many different kids. Yes. Some people look for the uh, accredited programs like the American Mm -hmm. Camping Association, but it's not required it is not a requirement, but it certainly is a, a feather in the cap. It, you know, we we got accredited ourselves a, a couple summers ago, and we're getting very involved in the American Camp Association, uh, which is a great organization. We, you know, we operated at Valley College for so long without any connection to the larger uh, camp industry, and since getting more involved, we have gotten so many great ideas and changed our program in so many great ways. Like. When you run for something so long without any resources outside, we're like, we hate this thing that we do. How do we change it? And have and but talk to no one else who's done anything different. So getting involved in there, we've gotten these great ideas. We've changed a lot of programs and processes. And then also the accreditation process gives you really makes you look thoroughly at your processes and make sure that everything is to a standard. That's the main thing that it comes with. Like you, you're all going up to a certain level, uh, a standard which right. is, is helpful. Now, do you guys have overnight camps? We have a couple overnights on campus where the kids get the, um, you know, a set of tents. And it's, it's a two nights on campus we do that, which are a lot of fun. We do a campfire. They have s'mores. They're now uh, theme nights, so we'll have specific activities in that theme. We'll set up an inflatable uh, screen, and they'll watch a movie in the theme. And those are really fun nights. We also have our adventure camp programs, which are off-campus, and those are those camping trips to, like, Yosemite and Catalina. Uh, we don't yet have a continuous um, overnight program. Mm-hmm. Um, 
perhaps someday a residential camp will be uh, something that we also do. But at the moment, our program is just a Valley College. So how do you go about preparing the overnight camps for success and make sure that everything, uh, that the safety requirements are there? Uh, so the adventure camps, we have we have a lot of staff um, on those trips, uh, people who have been doing those kinds of activities, those camping, orienteering, fishing, uh, uh, sailing, those kinds of activities for a long time, who are very passionate about those, too. We have our, our staff, our main staff that go on them, our wilderness first aid certified, uh, lifeguard certified, or generally CPR first aid certified. Uh, and then this new adventure camp on campus program that we've we, we've started really hopefully we'll make sure that those kids are better prepared. So it's, so the kids are lifting themselves up a little bit in that program that they're prepared and it's not as much them watching our staff do everything for them in those situations. Right, right. Um, so you mentioned swimming and my mm-hmm. son loves to swim. He loves to swim, but, oh, um, he he doesn't know how to swim, even though he says he can swim. <laughs> do you guys teach? swimming or in the swim yes. class or so how does our, that um, our classic day campers all have uh, swim lessons as part of the part of their program every single day they have swim lessons on campus and those are required they can't opt out of that uh, that activity uh, they're broken up by skill level once they get in there with their group and then we've the main thing about swimming though is comfortability it's confidence you know they might not actually know all the strokes and how to do a kick turn, but if they're just comfortable being in the water, that is the big part of the battle, which is why they have swim lessons. That's why it's mandatory. If the kids have the option to opt out of swim lessons and then you do free swim, they're never getting in the water and they're never getting comfortable. Okay, so there's a free swim and then there's a structured swim class. Yeah. And that- the swim lessons, they're with the group, so it's with a small group of kids in their age group, maybe you know, 20 kids and they're broken up in their skill level and given a very specific instruction with our aquatics director. The free swim in the afternoon is the whole camp, and it's just a recreational free time to get in the water and play. And that is optional for everyone. If kids don't want to get in there, that's fine for free swim. But we have a room set up with little activities and reading that they can still be, you know, out of the sun and relaxed. But the swim lessons are, are, are really important. Yeah, those are, those are where we, they really get the skills. Okay, so you have specific trainers or counselors that are specifically know how to do each sport. So with the, I, I know Joel does the soccer, mm-hmm. and then what other type of sporting activities do they do? Because you have a sports camp for the week. Yeah, we have, I mean, we have all these, all our various sports programs. Uh, we have our baseball camp, which our baseball counselor, he's a college baseball player, has been playing baseball his entire life. We have, like, in our aquatics, we have our aquatics director at our pool, who's water safety instructor certified. So she comes up with the whole program for, and the, the different some lessons during the day. Our aquatics counselors are, you know, have spent their their youth and their their high school and, and some of their college career on swim teams, uh, diving, and various activities like that. So we we put all of our counselors where you know who have the most skill in that area. Our gymnastics director, he used to coach gymnastics at Valley College for many years. Been with us is a gymnastics coach, was a competitive gymnast himself. So we we have we're lucky that we do have the people with this incredible amount of experience and skill to pass these things on. Yeah, absolutely. Has Paul Paul is the founder, correct? Paul uh uh he's our executive director. Our 
Our founders, uh, so we can say, and again, like, and college in the die college in the seventies, it's Gary Hanjo and Paul Golden. Those two founded the camp back in the seventies and really turned it from that half day camp into the full day camp. And they're still around, but they're not really the ones running it on the day to day anymore. Oh, okay. So, and then, but Paul is running it on the day to day. Is that correct? Paul Margaris, yes, he's our he's our executive director. Paul and, and myself are there every day doing doing all of the activities. Um, Paul's there more as well in our after school. Jeffrey, you know, is our after school director. Uh, and these are people are, like Paul has been with the camp since 2001. Jeffrey since 2000. So we have people running the camp who've been there a long time, who are you know super knowledgeable about all our processes, and then know when things need to change. So, Michael, how do you guys team up? Because you guys do outings. You you do field trips everywhere. How do you mm-hmm. team up with organi- – or do you team up with organizations to do these outings, like at Skate Park or where, wherever? Um, we, uh, we don't really uh, team up with, with a different organization. I mean, you know, those field trips is just sort of we schedule them and we go and, and run it. We, uh, we're very large. It's, sometimes it's hard for us to find places to go. Not a whole lot of places can handle our size, mm-hmm. um, but we've been going to a lot of like certain places for a long time, and we just we have our great processes and our experience, and it's it's almost machine like yeah. field trips because safety is so important. So we have to really focus in on those specific things when we're on those field trips to make sure that we maintain our camp experience, but also putting safety at its extreme priority. What is your favorite field trip that you went on when you were a camp? Oh, I, it's my. It was my favorite when I was a kid. It's my favorite now. I love going to the beach. <laughs> oh just, yeah, <laughs> those beach trips. That and we take the whole camp on those trips. We load up twelve school buses. We have our, our section of the beach. You know, there's. I just. I grew up in Southern California here in the valley. I, you know, I swim like a fish, and I love the ocean and just that that part that we have here. That like, there's nothing better on a hot summer day than spending the day at the beach. Yeah. So to take. 600 kids to the beach and our staff and have this experience. It's, it's one of the best. 600. What? We're, we're very large in the summertime. It's crazy. We have, you know, one of the, I think we're the largest day camp in Southern California. Um, and we've been doing it at this level for so long. You know, we've, it's almost, in ways more difficult when we have less kids sometimes. Wow. How many staff is there? Hundreds. Um, oh. <laughs> off the top of my head, we have usually eighty or so counselors, and that's now like not six hundred kids exactly six hundred every day. Some kids are there three days a week, uh, so it really varies day to day. But you know, six hundred individual campers registered on a week. But we have like eighty or so counselors. And they're not all there necessarily every day, but they're also right. sub-counselors. And we have our leadership team, which is 20 to 30. And then we have somewhere in the range of 100 of our, our junior counselor volunteers. Wow, this is major. Yeah. So now, are you guys a nonprofit? We are not, actually. We, um, we're not a nonprofit, but we, do, we operate like a nonprofit. That's, yeah. we're, we're mission-driven. That's our philosophy. Right. We, you know, everything that we do at camp... Any, you know, pro- 
profit we make, we reinvest back in the camp. We want to make sure that we have equipment that is that is working, that we have that we can continue to grow the the program and make it as as good as it can. And so we can't. I believe we can't do that if every bit of our profit just goes to right. the owners and a bonus. Right. So right. everything is reinvested back in the program to continue to grow it, to try and make it better, to grow the program and make more opportunities for more people. Um, we wouldn't have, like, I would be where I was, where I am as staff director, if the program never grew. And we don't have opportunity to create new programs like this adventure camp to bring back baseball camp like we did a few years ago to add more of these adventure camp trips if we don't reinvest in the program. Right. So with your sports, uh, with your sport camps, do they have games at the end or what is the process like? Is it, you know, they get training and then they play each other one-on-one or whatever? They spend a lot of time doing, like, focusing on skills, doing drills. Um, I think our soccer camp is our best example. It's our most continuously successful, largest uh, sports program. Um, and our, our soccer specialists and coaches are so good. They, and they, so they have their plans throughout the day. They, have the, they break them into their skill groups. They focus on different activities. Uh, every week they do awards for the kids that are improved and for specific aspects of it. They'll plan scrimmages against other camps. Uh, other programs within within our, our program, well, they'll do a large game of the soccer campers against the staff at the end of the summer, mm-hmm. which, you know, me getting out there with other staff, <laughs> you, know, you, you get that confidence, like, I'm an adult, right. it's a seven-year-old I play against, but I don't know if we've ever beat the campers ourselves. <laughs> so that is that is just a testament to how good those those kids and their training is. Oh, that is awesome. Michael, tell us uh, if you can give us some top tips or uh, a story about Monarch Camps or what what people should expect when they come to camp. I know that's like seven questions in one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the 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 takeaway or the the thing that you can really palm is is how your camper is at the end of the day. If your camper is full of excitement about the like. Know the day that they've had, but also you want them to be tired. You want them to be tired at the end of the day when they go home because that means that they've had a full, you know, complete day full of activities. Uh, And it's you know finding the thing that they want to do too. Uh, We've you know we get a lot of because we are so large and sometimes some of our programs fill up. We'll have campers that are in our let's say theater arts program and our nature camp who may not want to be there because their parents wanted them to be in it or they want to be in a specific <laughs> program that was filled up. Oh, and instead right. they're just signed up for whatever's available. Um, we try to make that work with it as much as we can. We want the kids to be happy with, with the program, but sometimes that's not the right program for them too. Right. Um, so how do you handle that? We, you know, try to highlight, you know, as best we can and get them engaged with uh, what we're doing. Uh, when I was a theater arts counselor, that was, you know, we had a, a few kids at the time that were there just because it was indoors. The parents wanted them to have air conditioning. Oh, so it's interesting. I wouldn't think of yeah. that. Yeah, it's it, it's it's funny when you're there to be like, oh, okay, you don't have any uh, acting experience, but then it's giving <laughs> it to okay. them. Yes, it's getting them up on stage. It's giving you know, it's throwing the ball to them. It's getting them hands on with that activity because I think. Hopefully that, uh, you know, once they start doing something, they'll enjoy it. 
Right. And but they have to, they, you have to get that engagement first. A- absolutely. And there's different tricks to the trait to get students or campers to um, participate, I, I mm-hmm. assume. I mean, especially, I mean, with working with kids, I know like with teachers, they know there's a certain way a child learns and mm-hmm. the, how they listen and what they do. So it's the same thing. Yeah. Figuring, figuring that out with our campers. Yeah. So if you um, do you have any tips, if anybody would like to be a counselor with a camp, what they should look out for and how they should proceed? I think for that, uh, again, is finding something, you know, that you're passionate about. You know, we have all these different activities. If there's someone that really wanted to teach that thing, but even just working with kids, you know, you've got to want to work with kids. You've got to love kids. If you if you don't like to be around kids, yeah, being a, a <laughs> please really do not, not go around the kids. <laughs> yeah, so that's number one. Just having that passion and that desire. Yes, <laughs> to be to, to, you know, at, at worst, you have to be able to tolerate children. <laughs> right at, at the bare minimum. I know. Um, <laughs> so beyond that, it's it's you know having a subject that you're passionate about. Uh, and want to pass on knowledge and experience in. And also, one of the things that is great about that, like when I was in college studying theater and then going and being a theater arts counselor, my knowledge was just strengthened by then teaching it and passing it on immediately. I would spend a year learning different skills or, or drills or um, different things, and then immediately turning on it and, and instructing it really solidified it for me as well. So yeah. it's it's great even if you're in a training program for particular things. Yeah, it's uh, what they talk about, like project-based learning. So mm-hmm. if the kid's in it and they're doing it and, like, for instance, in soccer and they're learning, don't pick the ball up, <laughs> you know, don't use mm-hmm. your hands, and the dribbling technique and all of that, they have to learn the basics before they, you know, get into the game. Absolutely. Got to You've got to walk before you run, but you've got to try no matter what. Yes. Michael, uh, can you tell us if we want to enroll our kids into the summer camp and find out more about Monarch Camps, how can we do that? Uh, Well, enrollment is online at monarchcamps.com. You can go to our website and click the registration tab to go through that process. If you want to find out more, our website is broken down by... Uh, what grade your camper is going into. As you can see, all the different programs that are available for campers going into that grade. If you want to see some pictures or, or get a little like snapshot of, of what it is like at camp, you can go to our Instagram at Monarch Camps. You can like us on Facebook, and that has tons of uh, pictures and, and videos and different things about our, our various programs right now. I'm sure there's a ton of stuff about our spring break camp that we just had. You can go a little further back and see our winter camp. Um, and then you can always email us at info at monarchcamps.com if you have any specific questions. Uh, before you go, so when I was dropping David off, my son, this past week, I saw a sign on the gate that said uh, Adult Swim. Do you, at LAVC, do you guys off, also offer those programs for adults? Uh, no, we don't. We partner with the community services department, and they have all those programs oh, okay. for adult rec swimming and, and open swimming and things like that. So that all, all they, so people can go and use those facilities. Um, I'm not sure when exactly those programs are because I don't I don't 
work for the college myself. Okay. So I don't know, but the Community Services Department of Valley College is great. They offer so many different classes and so many different things. Uh, I'm frankly surprised sometimes when I find out some program like they do this. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> I know. So there is there is such a huge variety of fun activities that they have. Um, so those I believe is sign up in person at the Community Services Center. Yeah, and it's um, on your website too. It's at the bottom of the page. The yes, LABC. we do link to them as well because we are partners with them, and they're a huge part of why we're uh, successful there. That is so cool. Um, and the other thing is like so. When you're talking about putting your uh, kid into, you know, a program and maybe something is full, for instance, like my son was sick, you know, this past week for the first three days of camp. So he didn't go. Would and I know that you have like waiting lists. Would you guys shuffle kids to a different program if like, for instance, you know, someone didn't show up? Um, unfortunately, no. Uh, if we're looking at registration ahead of time, okay. let's say someone makes changes uh, before that program starts, we can make adjustments. We can move people off a waiting list. But once that week starts and they're already in there like this week, like if someone didn't show up that day of, we will, we don't want to pull someone from a program they're already in oh, to okay. move to something else, even if maybe that's something that they'd signed up for initially. I mean, it's it's that's more of an issue during summer camp where we have so many more programs and we have a lot of waiting list programs. Um, but if they're already in there, they're already made other friends, they've already been learning the program, we want them to stay there. And, and I think hopefully they already decide they want to stay in that program as well. Right. So it's a little different once we're already going. Uh, but ahead of time, we make changes a lot. People change registration, things plant change vacations, things like that. We make lots of adjustments before we actually start the program. Well, that's great. And I just want to share my son, when I picked him up, I go, how was it? How was it, David? He goes... It was really fun, Mom. I think I had too much fun. And I was like, yes! And so it was great to talk to you to find out, you know, how everything is set up and how much thought is put into each of the programs and what the kids' needs are. So I thank you for your work, and I thank all your counselors for their work. It's it's really an amazing program. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I mean... I, I love this program. I, uh, I've i been involved for a long time, and I'm so happy that your son had such a great time that, yes. that he had too much fun even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to enroll him in the summer camp program as well, so hopefully he'll learn Fantastic. how to swim and yeah, have fun. he will. All he'll right. be swimming like a fish in no time. Mr. Michael Hyman, Staff Director of Monarch Camps. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for having me. Since 1971, Monarch Camps provide campers with a fun and enriching environment where growth is a natural outcome of participation. The sports and activities they offer facilitate the development of cooperation, creativity, motor skills, and sportsmanship among campers. Camp traditions and inclusion are tools that they use to cultivate a family environment. They strive to be a positive influence on campers' growth from childhood through their teens and adult years. For more information, please log on to monarchcamps.com or check them out on Instagram at Monarch Camps. I'm Laferne Cusack. This is ESPN LA. ESPN LA 710.